0: Good morning Real Life Church, Stuart Crane here, great to see you all. Thank you for joining us on this Father's Day where we're going to be celebrating the men of Real Life Church. Many of our men in our church are fathers in so many different ways. We have those who are physical fathers, we have those who are spiritual fathers, those who are fathers in the workplace, we have grandfathers, we have uncles, we have those who serve our kids and our youth and our fathers there and we want to say today we applaud you we think you're amazing we think you do a fantastic job i hope you've caught our video uh, which has gone out of people applauding you in the church and saying keep going well done. We thank you uh, for all you've done for us. Um, we also hope you got your uh, goodie bag which uh, should have come to you via your life group leaders. So a big thank you to life group leaders who kind of helped us deliver them. But please enjoy the snacks and the bits and pieces uh, that are in there for you uh, today. Um, on the notes of the men, last Sunday we had our annual men's event, Manby Mountain, where guys got outside together, or socially distanced, uh, and had some fun in creation. We had guys who went out cycling together, we had guys who went out walking uh, together, myself, And my friend, Matt, we went uh, up to the Peak District and we climbed, uh, not a mountain, but a large hill, in fact, two large hills, and had a great time there with some breathtaking views and some awe-inspiring scenery. And then we came back um, in the evening and we got together virtually and had a great quiz night that was run by Jeremy and uh, Jonathan, and they did a fantastic job, so a big shout out to them. Thank you guys for organising the event, putting the quiz on. It was a brilliant weekend last weekend for the men Um, Of the church. Now what we're going to be looking at today is something specifically for the men but actually it's applicable to all of us and we're going to be looking at another mountain um, where Jesus and a few friends took a trip up uh, a mountain and I'm going to read uh, a passage uh, for you today. It's from Mark chapter 9 and I'm just going to read a few verses. It says this, uh, starting at verse 2, it says, and after six days Jesus took with him Peter, James and John for he did not know what to say, for they were terrified. And a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice came out of the cloud, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And suddenly, looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. Now, what I wanna look at today is just three things in that passage. I wanna look at the mountain, I wanna look at the tent, and then I wanna look at the cloud. And then once we've done that, I wanna then apply a few bits and pieces us. The first one, first couple of verses, verses two to four is about the mountain. It says that Peter, James and John and Jesus went away and they led, uh, he led them up a high mountain. Now in the Bible, mountains are places where man meets with God. Uh, They are remote places. They are places away from daily life, but they are places where man leaves earth, his dwelling place, and heads up. And God, in his dwelling place, heaven kind of comes down and there is a place of encounter. Um, We see this many times uh, through the scriptures. We see it in Genesis chapter 8 with Noah after the ark and the flood, the ark came to rest on the mountains of Ararat and there is an encounter there with Noah and God and a covenant and a sacrifice that takes place in Genesis 22. We see Abraham who was going to sacrifice Isaac on the mountain. And he has an encounter with God and there is another sacrifice instead of Isaac and a covenant is made between them. Then we go into the book of Exodus and we find Exodus uh, chapter 3 with Moses tending his sheep and he sees on the mountain a bush that is burning but not being consumed. And he goes there and God speaks to him and he has an encounter with God and God says, Go and and set my people free who are captives in Egypt. Then we go into uh, Exodus chapter 19 and Moses comes out of Egypt with the Israelites free from oppression under Pharaoh and they come to a mountain and then there is again another encounter. Moses goes up the mountain and he receives uh, the law from God uh, to take back to his people. We go into 1 Kings 19 and we find Elijah is told by an angel to go to a mountain and on the mountain he meets God but it's not in the wind or the earthquake or the fire but it's in the whisper. That comes afterwards but then there is another encounter on the mountain and what we have here is some similarities but actually one major difference and that is that jesus goes up the mountain uh, takes his friends peter james and john and they are to meet with god but actually god doesn't need to come down from the mountain as such because he's with them and that is the fact that jesus is both fully man and fully God. We looked at this a couple of weeks back uh, when Jeremy was doing the I Believe sermon about the virgin birth and actually that Jesus isn't just a man. Among many men he is both fully man and fully God. It's where in him God and man meet in perfect harmony and so in previous uh, examples I've just given you. Uh, we have a sense of a man goes up, God comes down, there's an encounter together. But what we have here here is actually God is with them. And the, that, that that is just revealed to Peter, James and John in a dramatic fashion. It says in the passage that he was transfigured. That simply means he was changed or transformed. And so we have Peter, James and John there with their friend Jesus. And suddenly he becomes intensely white. It says his clothes were so white, it was like beyond what anyone could bleach. So it must have been blinding for them to look at, which was the glory of God, Jesus' divinity being displayed before them. We also see the presence of these two Old Testament characters, both Moses and Elijah, who had both met gods on the mountain. We've just seen that but actually what they do in this particular instance is they represent the law and the prophets. Moses' law, Elijah, one of the greatest of the prophets. And what their presence being there, talking with Jesus, is Mark's way of saying that all of the Old Testament points in one place. It points towards Jesus. Jesus is the ultimate revelation of the Old Testament. He is the one that all those scriptures, those prophetic words, the law, they all point to. He is God. And so what we have here at the beginning uh, in Mark's story is that they go up the mountain and they want to remind his readers that Jesus isn't just some ordinary man. He isn't some just good teacher. He is God who's come down from heaven and is living amongst his people. The next thing we see in this story is the tent. The tent and Jesus is transfigured, there is a great revelation of his divinity and Peter responds it always seems to be peter he must have been uh, your classic external processor but he sees the situation and he feels he needs to say something and he said look let's build some tents let's build some shelters for you jesus and for moses and for elijah who are also here with us and tents were dwelling places places where people live nomadic people and there's a sense where peter is looking at this in the presence of god and he wants to prolong the experience he wants to kind of settle here and say hey let's make more of this let's honor this let's do something with what's happening here Um, but Mark interestingly notes that uh, Peter didn't really know what he's saying because he was terrified him and the others they were terrified at what's happened and so he's just kind of speaking out in this situation let's do this let's do this Um, but what he's missed in it is the fact that God was already dwelling with them in Jesus they'd been walking with Jesus uh, in the previous chapters of the Gospels before and they've known Jesus and actually the presence of God was already with them. He was already there dwelling amongst us. We see at the beginning of John's Gospel uh, when he says in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was with God. It says that Word came and dwelt amongst us. It's John's way of saying that God came to earth and dwelt in human flesh in Jesus. We find in the beginning of Matthew's Gospel when the angel came uh, to Mary. Um, So he says, you're gonna have a son, you're gonna call him Emmanuel, which simply means God with us. And so what Mark is trying to highlight for them is the presence of God is no longer in a place, in the temple. The, God, the presence of God is in a person in the Lord Jesus Christ. And he is the one uh, that they have been with. They're, he's the one they're dwelling with. And they're just having a revelation of that. He's the one uh, that they are, should be looking at and they should be spending time with. And he is the one who is God. And the point is they're not to stay on the mountain. in that presence, they're actually to continue with Jesus on his mission Um, for all that he has to do with them when they come down from the mountain. And the final thing we see there is the cloud. It says there was a cloud that overshadowed them and a voice that came out from the cloud and it spoke and the cloud represents the glory of God. The cloud represents the glory of God. We see that in other encounters on the mountain, in Exodus 19, with the giving of the law, the presence of God, the cloud came and enveloped the top of the mountain. We see that in the dedication of the tabernacle uh, and later the temple, where the presence of God dwelt in the most holy place in the middle um, of those buildings, and, and that's where God's presence was at the Ark of the Covenant. And out of this presence, the voice of God speaks. The voice of God the Father speaks. And he says kind of two things. The first one is an affirmation. He says, um, this is my beloved son. And so He's this is similar to what he said at Jesus' baptism. And so he is reminding those there that there is a love between the Father and the Son, a love from the Father for the Son. Uh, there is a, a, a unique connection um, there and there is a great depth to that love. And he reminds them that he is the son, God the Son while God the Father. And there is that relationship between the first two members um, of the Trinity. And then he gives a command out of the back of that. After identifying this is my Son, And I love him and I loved him there at the beginning of the baptism and I'm still loving him now. There is now a command for those uh, disciples to, to hear and that is simply listen to him. Listen to him. They are to take the words that Jesus speaks very seriously. They are to obey the words of Jesus. Why? Because he's God. He is the son. He's got the son come to earth. He has been revealed in his glory, in his divinity for them. They are in his presence. And what he says is something that should be weighed as if it's the word of God itself. It has the utmost importance to their life. And we can wonder, Okay, well, what actually was Jesus saying? Well, if you step back from this little section in Mark and you look a few verses before and you look a few verses afterwards, what you find is Jesus talking about the cross and the resurrection um, of Jesus. You you find him talking about um, the fact that he's got to go and die. The fact that this road is marked uh, with suffering, that he has got to take up his cross and, and the disciples have got to do the same as well. And that is the mission that they are on. It's not to stay on the mountain and enjoy kind of all the goodness is actually to go back into the valley and to suffer and to die to save um, the the people um, that he loves so much and so there is a message there for his followers to say actually this is what it's about. You are to listen to him. You are to embrace that and for Peter, James and John that is what they are to take on board uh, in that situation. So Then what does that mean for us now here? Now we've read this passage. What does this mean for us in kind of lockdown living, what we're doing now? What's it mean for us now as men of God kind of trying to follow him in this uh, uncertain world we find ourselves in um, at the moment? Well, there's three things I just want to kind of throw at you um, to kind of put into place. And the first one is we are to recognise Jesus as God. We are to recognise Jesus as God. Now, you might be listening to this and you're not a Christian you're not a believer, you don't recognize that. It's fantastic that you've joined us and you're listening. But if you aren't a believer, I need to say this to you straight that actually Jesus is who he said he was. He is God the Son. He is both fully man, fully God. He came to earth. He lived a perfect life. He died on a cross and then he rode bodily from death. He ascended into heaven and he now rules and reigns victorious. And one day he will return uh, to judge all mankind. And for us, As uh, humans in this world, we need to respond to that and we need to do that in a number of ways. The first one is to recognise that we have not honoured God for who he is. We have belittled him, we have turned away from him, we have tried to live life our own way and not his way and the Bible calls that rebellion simply sin. It is just us offending um, a holy and righteous God. And so we are to repent, which means to turn around. We are to turn away and we are to put our faith and trust in Jesus. We are to say sorry for the things we've done, the way we have not honoured him on his name. We are to put our faith and trust in the cross of Jesus where he died in our place for our sin and took the punishment that we so rightly deserve. We are to trust that he rose bodily from death. He ascended to heaven. He rules and reigns forever. And we are to put our faith in him and then commit to follow him all the days of our life because of who he is. He is God, the son. He is the one who is um, our saviour and our Lord. So if you're not a believer listening to this, you need to respond. You need to respond in faith. You need to pray. You need to cry out to God um, for forgiveness of your sins and receive the salvation uh, that he offers to us all. Now, if you are a believer, Um, we still need to recognise him as God, we need to come under his lordship we need to remind ourselves daily that he is God he is the one ruling and reigning he is the one who's created us therefore he has a claim on our life he is the one who redeemed us which means he brought us out of slavery to sin and that our life and everything in our life now needs to line up with him and needs to line up with that truth he is in charge he's the one who is calling the shots which kind of always grates with us because we want to be in charge we want to be the one calling the shots we don't want anyone else telling us what to do but actually the reality is he's God and he has that right to do that because he created us, he redeemed us and we cannot be pushing God to the edges of our life and sort of over there, yeah that's all right but actually I'm in the driving seat, he needs to be the centre of our life, he needs to be the one guiding and leading us and we need to recognise him as God in that situation. The second thing we need to do is we need to dwell in his presence. We need to dwell in his presence. Just like the disciples there on the mountain and they saw him so radiant and glorious and there was that desire to kind of be with him. We need to be people who actively pursue the presence of God. Not so much in a place, but in a person, the person of Jesus Christ. We need to prioritise worship and we need to prioritise prayer. We need to go to God and we need to thank him and worship and praise him for who he is and also for what he's done. And so my kind of question for you uh, to think about uh, in this season of lockdown living is how are you doing in this area? We've been kind of like this now for something like 14 odd weeks life's changed we're trying to get to a new rhythm how are you doing in the area of prayer and worship is it part of your daily routine is part is praising god thanking for his goodness goodness recognizing his mercy and grace in your life and all the things he done for you is that part of what you're doing do you make it a priority kind of in your life and have seasons where you're 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 singing out to him you're praising him Uh, one of the easiest ways we do that is with music and singing, our worship team put out a kind of a playlist every Sunday, there'll be one for this Sunday, Um, I use that on the Sunday, just have it on the background, sing, I use it kind of throughout the week as sort of a playlist for the week, some songs to dip into, there's some new stuff in there, stuff I haven't heard, some old stuff in there that we can listen to, we can play, we can use it to praise God in our life, we can uh, sing out to him, we can call out to him, what about the area of prayer? Is that part of your daily routine? Maybe in the morning, the evening, uh, throughout the day, are you praying to God? Are you recognizing kind of him? Are you calling on Him to fill you with His Holy Spirit, uh, to transform you more into the likeness of Christ? Are you thanking Him for His grace and mercy poured out in the cross, for His provision daily for you, uh, and are you worshiping for His wonderful attributes, His holiness, His good, His lo- goodness, His love, His mercy? Are you praying with others in your life group when you? have your meetups um, uh, where you kind of getting in there praying for one another are you joining us when we do church of prayer we did it online on zoom for the first time uh, a couple of weeks ago we've got another one coming up very soon are you joining us there come and pray with us come and bring our praises and our requests to God. We've just had the Teach Us to Pray series just before the uh, lockdown kicked in. If you missed some of that, go back, look at that, go back and listen to the prayer course uh, material that will help you in this area. And this area of Prayer and worship is so relevant for us in this season because this season's not easy. This season is tough, things are changing. Uh, there's pressures on us in terms of family and work and finances and loneliness and uncertainty about the future and managing children and family or distance and dealing with loss uh, and all those areas of our lives. And the way that we face that as Christians is we come to God in prayer and we pour out to our and we come to God in worship and we sing his praises even when it's hurt and it's tough. And and we know God can cope with that and he calls us and he begs us, come to me and I'll listen to you. Come to me and um, I'll be there and I'll help you in those situations. So we need to be men and women who are dwelling in his presence on a daily basis. And the final thing for us is we need to listen to his voice. We need to listen to his voice. The command was simple. The voice of God the Father talking about god the son was very simple it was just listen to him listen to him and for us we have god's word we have the bible which we've got it written down for us where we can study it and so my challenge to you is are you reading your bible men are you reading your bible are you men of the word are you men who are looking at it and studying it and and reading it daily and then responding and doing what it says are you believing the truth in there about the truth about God that he is uh, one God but three persons each person fully God Uh, is he sovereign over all things he is loving and good and gracious and kind he is holy and majestic and awesome are these truths kind of permeating your life are you listening to them and saying yes and responding in faith to them are you believing what the bible says about you that? You were far from God. You were a sinner, yet God's grace and mercy came to you. You've been saved. You are now holy and righteous and a saint. You are dead dearly loved you are now in Christ which means that love the Father has for the Son is now poured out on us also because we are in Christ and so we share in that are we responding to God's calls to go out and proclaim this message of good news in word and action uh, to the world all around us are we taking the opportunities to show love and grace and mercies to our neighbours and to our colleagues and to those around we've had the lockdown hero cards which have gone out which people have been Uh, I know we're using with people I know who've been serving their neighbours and looking out for them I know guys and girls who've been loving their colleagues and taking things and blessing them are we using this opportunity to listen to the voice of God saying I love this world I love the people in that I want them to know my message I want them to know my love and goodness and grace for themselves what's God saying to you right now through his word as you read it is anything he's challenging you on is there anything he's calling you to do are there things that he's putting on your heart for now for the future Um, and so I encourage you get in your word get studying get reading Um, maybe dwell on this passage just this week just spend some time reading it through writing down some things that come out for you if you're not sure where to start there's a good place uh, for you to do that so there was three things there there was to recognize Jesus as God to dwell in his presence and to listen to his voice and just to kind of finish I've got one Sort of final challenge uh, for you guys who are listening uh, today, and that is um, the final verse yeah, of that passage said, And suddenly looking around, they no longer saw anyone with them but Jesus only. And I just want to challenge us out of this for guys to get alone with Jesus and spend some time with Him. We put in the car in the pack, there's a card like this, and it says, Go outdoors with Jesus. And I would love you to take some time over this next week. Um, to get outdoors with Jesus. The stuff that they've got in the bag, there's some snacks in there that you can take with you. There's some drink stuff in there you can make a drink and take it with you. Get outside somewhere, get away. If you can find a mountain around here, try that. If not, maybe a hill or just getting somewhere outdoors away from him and get outside with Jesus and spend some time with him spend some time praising him, spend some time worshipping him, spend some time in his presence, just talking to him. And then once you've done that and you've been out for a little while, you've gone for a walk, you've just kind of got away from the world and pressures that come in, I want you to listen. I want you to stop and listen to him. Maybe you want to take your Bible with you, have a read of that. Maybe you just want to spend some time in contemplative prayer and just waiting on God. And with the back of the card, we actually made it blank and we've made it a nice matte finish so you can write on it. And so take the card with you, along with your snacks and your drink, and just write down whatever you feel God said to you. Just write it down. Just put it down on there. And then once you've done that, maybe take it home and share it with someone. Call someone up and say, look, this is what God's been saying to me. This is what God's been revealing in my life. Um, Do that for me. I challenge you this week to do that, guys, to get some time away with Jesus and just see what he wants to say to you right now, what he wants to say for you this season of lockdown living, what he wants to say for you in this moment when life can look uncertain and we're never sure. Is it going to get back to normal? When's it going to get back to normal? What's it going to look like? Let God speak into you and minister into that situation. So that's kind of it for today. I hope you are having a great uh, Father's Day celebrating. We love you guys. Uh, men of Real Life Church, we think you are um, amazing. If you've missed some of the other videos um, that we put out today, they should appear around me. Click on some of those, catch up with some of the other bits uh, that we're doing. Um, we love you, we praise uh, you pray Jesus. And uh, I wanna say last thing, uh, wash your hands and stay close to Jesus.